Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. Have you ever been through something where it felt like fill in a blank at one moment and then as time or your understanding or your level of maturity, be it physical or spiritual, you saw the situation differently? Have you ever been through something and what you thought you needed to be okay in the situation actually wasn't really it? <laughs> like you thought like, yo, I need the end result or this is not going to be okay. And then all of a sudden, as you are navigating that particular situation, you found yourself actually becoming okay. And it's almost like you got to stop and look around and do a consensus and say, time out, wait a minute. <laughs> um, mm, what, what just happened? Because same person, same situation, real estate didn't really change too much. Like social security numbers still the same. Let me see. Yep. So that's the same. So what happened? But it's something that happened inwardly, maybe a perspective, maybe gratitude maybe someone came along and made you see something different maybe like however God did it he just softly and gently came across you in a different way and so it required for you and allowed for you to see things differently you ever been in a uh in at, at a job and you're like bro I can't do no more like, when I say I'm done, it's almost getting rotisserie in the spirit. Like, you don't understand. I can't do not a knee another day. Like, it's, you know, depending on what it is. And for whatever the reason, you're knocking on every door. You're applying to everything. You're going to all the, the interviews. You're, you're acing the interviews. It's like, bro, who is interviewing better than you? <laughs> like, you are the interviewee, you understand, of the year, uh, if you will. And you find yourself uh, doing all the things, saying all the prayers, you know, open up the door, put favor on the person's heart, Lord. And, you know, just give me favor, put you know, sprinkle a little holy situation on, on my resume. Like, let let me stand out amongst the, the many, you know, make me the only <laughs> at this point. Uh, I believe that if you did it for blank, you could do it for me. I saw it in the Bible. I saw it at someone's testimony in church the other day. Like, whatever it is, you got a piece of, no, it can happen. And then... It didn't quite seem like you and God were kind of, you know, aligned with the same verbiage. And you're like, God, um, check your inbox. Mm -hmm. Because I sent you something in a spiritual email that told you that I was absolutely positively done. And uh, for whatever the reason, you didn't click reply all. Because I am almost certain that I got left out the email. Like, I'm going to go ahead and tell you. I think the Holy Spirit got on there. I think the angels that are camp around me got on there. I think I think even one of my close homegirls got on there. But for whatever reason, like, like check it. Like, I don't know if you meant to, like, blind copy me. I don't know what happened. But I'm not in tune with what you're doing, sir. I'm not in tune with what the next steps are, sir. Like, I need you to, you know, fill me in because, I mean, it's not my life, but I am living it. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to make sure that I know my lines. <laughs> like, right now I'm sitting on the center stage of this particular segment of my life, and I'm looking at you, and I'm like, what? what's my line? Yeah, like, I need you to tell me what to do. And it's like you looking back at me, and I'm looking back at you, and I feel like it's very much giving Diddy meme you know, I very much feel like, mm, 
got like you gonna gonna download it, charade it, like what you don't do me like Job, Lord. Like you wasn't talking to him for a few chapters, and then all of a sudden you were like, and now I'm gonna drop a hot sixteen. Like I, I don't want to go twenty thirty uh chapters and you don't say nothing, and then I got to figure it out through friends and family and myself and what was me. I don't want I don't want to do all that, but. <laughs> I feel like that's what happens in life, right? I feel like we get to a point that when we see the emotionalism, the crying to God, the I can't say no more, and Lord, I just can't do, and what really truly is a spiritual temper tantrum, a temper tantrum, hmm, tongue twister, that once we see that that's not working, we get to a place that we're like, all right, that's not moving him. <laughs> uh, not moving him, not moving the situation. It's not bettering, like, at the situation at all. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to pick up my mat and walk. Yeah, I'm just going to pick up the situation. Uh, and that's where we kind of get to the end of our rope, if you will. But what it really is is that you started to become wise. You said, okay. God can do anything. The Bible says that all things are possible. You know, God can do E or the above. And so if God wanted to, or if God saw that it was in my favor to, uh, God would have done E, whatever I'm asking for, right? And so it's either I'm not asking for it uh, in a way that is translatable to my father who knows everything about me and knows what I'm going to ask for before I even ask it or either B, what I'm asking for is not necessarily for this particular task that if he felt like I needed a sword to kill this particular Goliath he would have given me that but he knew you're going to get creative enough Keep your calm. You're going to look around. You're going to pick up five smooth stones. And you're going to take the stones and you're going to take uh, your courage and your faith with you. And that's how you're going to kill the giant. Hmm? I'm sorry, the one that's dressed in military gear? Oh, yeah, got real quick. Um, corner office. <laughs> what are we doing, bro? Like, we are ill-prepared. <laughs> um... I was just making my way downtown, bringing a turkey cheese sandwiches to my brothers and them. And I didn't know, bro, if I knew you wanted me to fight, I would have at least bought the club that I'm used to fighting with. Like, even when I was a shepherd, sir, when I was shepherd David, at least, I, I mean, I did some things with my bare hands with the lions and the tigers and the bears on mine. But remember the part where I said, and if it turned on me, I grabbed my club and I clubbed it to death. Like, Lord, if you wanted me to fight somebody, like, bare minimum, I don't got the heat on me but I could have bought the club you got me out here clubless I'm you want me to throw this sandwich at him sir like would you oh you want me to get creative oh because you feel like if I needed it you would have supplied it okay so no matter how emotional I get behind this prayer no matter uh, how into the thick of it <laughs> I get uh, you are still looking at me like and if you get creative enough if you do exactly what you're wired to do. It comes natural to you. Look around, use something, pick up something, bro. Like, like it, it's it's low key. It's in your bloodline. Like your grandmother picked up a shoe or anything. She hit you. Like, yeah, I need you to tap into that a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's in your bloodline. You could do it. And so I started to to think to myself. I said, over the last couple of weeks, I found myself like, you know what? Not half bad. 
not half bad. All this time, I was under the impression that I would not feel the fulfillment and the joy that comes with being completing a goal and completing a task because remember I took a personality test and all that and I told you a couple conversations ago and it told me that I am on the high end like the highest of the highest like I have a high need for achievement so I'm your checklist girl I'm your accomplishment girl I'm your goal setter girl like I am the home girl you understand I'm that grandbaby and so I was under the impression that I needed the end goal to fill. So the conversations to myself was a lot like, man, is it, you know, once I get such and such, I'm going to feel better. Once I go ahead and get that job, I'm going to feel better. And then once I go ahead and get that particular real estate, I'm going to feel better. And then once I had this amount of my account, I'm going to feel better. And then one, And so what happened was I was living a life of destination fatigue because the things that were the end goal accomplishment wasn't something you can do in two weeks. It wasn't even most of the things, it wasn't things that I can do in five months. So if I am saying that I am going to have delayed gratification, delayed joy, delayed happiness, delayed anything that is positive until dot, 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 then what I've done is exhausted myself on trying to fit a 40-year situation in a two-week time frame and frustrating myself because I'm out of God's alignment, frustrating myself that it's not coming together, frustrating myself that I'm quoting scripture and it's not happening, and not realizing that if you didn't focus on the end goal as much, you would see that you would have just as much, if not the equivalent of the joy you're looking for in the progressive steps. Productivity. It's also accomplishment. If you set your goals more realistically, like if your to-do list wasn't 150, 100 million things, yet the need for achievement is not going to get satisfied there. But if you did baby steps where you said bare minimum, I'm going to set two things that I do a day or five things that I do per week, and I'm going to take actionable steps, and I'm going to spread this out. So that if you finished it in three days, awesome, you had a productive week. If you finished it in four days, guess what? Still a productive week. But if you finished it in five, guess what? You had a productive week. You're trying to fit a year's worth of productivity in three months and then calling it the miraculous of God and you're standing in you know, you're approaching the throne boldly and you're standing in, in in the gap and you're doing all these spiritual things. And, yeah, but God is not going to supersede his processing for your time frame. Yeah, God is not going to say, ah, I had this occurring about two to three years down the line, but I see how much you, you know, you kicking and screaming and saying you need this now. So let me just go ahead and just kind of like fast forward, rewind real quick and give this to you where your character is not foundationally set yet, where your habits are not foundationally set yet. That when I go ahead and give this to you now, it's going to be managed with the person that you are now. But oh, how much of a blessing this will be if you just waited until I gave you this. Because when I give a good gift, 
<laughs> when God gives a good gift, the way that he gifts you is that he gives it to you at a time that he knows you are most prepared. You are most prepared. Yet everything about that flourishes. Everything about that feels like abundance. Everything about that feels like blessing. In Genesis, when he told and gave the declaration like, hey, listen, I'm giving y'all a strong directive that's going to be for all time. Take what it is that I wired you to do, and I want you to go ahead and multiply that. So birds do more bird stuff, okay? You got cool um fish you know i just need you to do the whole school thing that y'all been doing excellent um jurassic park all y'all like i need you to go ahead and just keep doing and then um human beings i need you to divide and multiply i need you to do exactly what it is that you are wired to do and i need you to multiply that so when god gives a gift he is giving it to you in a time span according to your wiring, according to your level of maturity and your foundational truth and characteristics and all that, he's giving it at a time where he knows that it's definitely going to multiply. Yeah, that's why you can't get your driver's license at seven. Nothing about that's going to be dope. But depending on the person, you could probably get it at 16. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why you can't apply for a credit card when you're 12 because you saw the new game system that you really want. Mm -mm, because the card giving into a 12 year old brain uh is probably going you're going to be in debt by 14 sir mm -hmm. yeah you're going to see a sneaker you're going to see some candy you just you're going to food and it's going to be ridiculous and you're going to uh have 30 years of slavery mm -hmm, because you need to pay off the lack of uh control and guidance that the 12 year old you didn't have and so if you can cut and paste that in a different way, you'll start to see that, you know what? God's timing is the best timing. And so if we know that, even down to Bishop Drake saying God's plan, <laughs> like if we know that universally, then we need to do something practical that allows us to accept that. So what I have learned to adapt is repeating to myself, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path which means that I need to know that the steps that I'm taking now are clear and in accordance and alliance to what you have for me long-term. Yeah, I don't need to get to the end of the path right now. I don't need to, but I definitely need you to make the path clear. And I definitely need you to confirm to me, Lord, the way that you speak to me in a customized way, that the steps that I'm taking are definitely ordered by you, but more importantly, it's adding up to the end goal. That is maturity. That is a totally different way of looking at something. And so I said, all this time, I've been calling things wrong. It's almost so the equivalent to someone calling you right now, but calling you a different name or asking for the wrong name. And you're like, hmm. No, I'm sorry, that you have the wrong number. And they go, oh, okay, and they hang up, and then what they do? <laughs> they call you right back, right? I did not didn't I just say that this is the wrong number? But in, in their heart, they have the right number. Yeah, but you called the wrong name. And so when I thought about the fact that we can have the right mindset sometimes, but we're calling it the wrong thing, it made me think of Peter. 
Like I immediately was like, I wonder if this story would have read differently when he walked on water. Would it have read differently if he had the conversation that you and I are having? So real quick, Matthew 14. You know I read from the NLT version, right? Okay, perfect. So let's just go to, mm, you know what it says, a little uh, category things like Jesus walks on water. Very nice. I'm proud of you. Let's just read from 22. Uh, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. 23. After sending them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. 24. Meanwhile, <laughs> the disciples were in trouble far away from land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. 25. Uh, about three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them walking on water. 26. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. 27. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage. I am here. 28. Then Peter called to him. Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. 29. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus, 30. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sing, Save me, Lord, he shouted. 31. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? I promise you, any time that I read this particular verse, it always got to me. And then today it made sense. I said, Peter was sinking. But Jesus said, why did you doubt me? I was like, hmm, that's not, that's not how that goes. <laughs> Sir, he's sinking. But you said he was doubting. Wait a minute. He was sinking. But you said that that was doubting. How many times are we going through something in our lives and we're calling it wrong? We're calling it wrong. God, this relationship is not doing A, B, and C. Mm -mm. <laughs> you see difficult relationship. What that is, is that's unhealed trauma in you. Mm -hmm. Lord, I just can't do all this at this job. This job is too much. I, I got to get out of here. Mm -mm. What you don't realize is that um, I'm building your capacity for more because uh, you're low-key lazy. I ain't going to hold you. Mm -hmm. Lord, it's too much. I'm trying my best. Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to teach you is good work ethic uh, and excellence and time management. And so this is your, your rough draft. Yeah, when it's rough, it's a rough draft. That means that there's something that you're supposed to be learning and editing in you so that the finished uh, product that God is trying to create in you will present better results. Hmm? No, God, you don't understand. I have got to get, like, I got to make more money. No, actually, you're calling it wrong. Actually, it's not that you need to make more. It's that you need more financial uh, education. Because if I give you more, you're still going to spend more wrong. 
You're still not going to pay your tithe. Oh, that's too much. Okay, I'll go to the next one. Um, you're still going to spend. For, you, you have to learn how to be a good steward. There you go. Okay, I was trying to turn it around. Be a good steward of your money. So if you're not good at this an hour, at this tax bracket, at this annual salary, why should I give you more when it's still not being managed well now with little? You don't read the word? Say he who is faithful with little will be faithful with much. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need a new car. I just can't. T- but how did you manage the car that you have? Like, the way that you drive, are you taking care so you don't have to keep getting brakes every two days? Like, seriously, like, do you drive in a way that's like, bruh, you spend more on tickets than you do on your car insurance? Like, that stupid tax is outrageous, broski. Like, seriously, at this point. And I'm, I'm not going to hold you. I... I'm kind of disappointed in Peter, not because he's he sank. I'm mm-mm, it's not it's sunk, sinking. No, not nothing to do with it. It's more so of um, I never realized how really thorough Peter was. Like, let's go back real quick. I want to go back to um, twenty six. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, "It's a ghost." 26 but Jesus spoke to them at once like he didn't even wait a little bit at once don't be afraid he said take courage I am here listen to this I'm about to be old Baptist church. L- listen listen to this listen at me <laughs> pause why they say listen at me it's listen to me okay everybody didn't have a strict English teacher I gotta keep reminding myself of that let's resume 28 then Peter called to him Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Bro, do you know how thorough that is? Especially, like, given the circumstance? You're afraid? You thinking that is the Boogie Monster 2.0? This ain't something in your closet. This is something walking on a surface that you have never seen anyone else do. This cannot be a human. And instead of saying, Jesus, is you for real? Look how thorough Peter was. Lord, if it's you, I need confirmation. So I'm 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 gonna get I'm gonna go ahead. Tell me to come to you walking on the water. Bro, he was so specified in his prayer. Oops, I mean his request. Wait, but isn't a request prayer? Good job, grandbaby. You caught that? He was so specified in his request that you can't miss Jesus in that. Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Not, can I go out there with you? Oh, that looks like fun. Can we all come out there? Okay, Lord, if it's you, can you come up? Can you come closer so we can see you? No, buddy was like, no, I'm going to expand me and test me by relying on you. But I got to know it's you. Lord, if it's really you, I'm going to apply to this job. And I know I don't have all the qualifications, but it it, it feels scary to me. I'm not going to hold you, but this is not the first time that somebody saw something that was you and was afraid of it. So if it's you, I'm going to apply and everything after that is on you. Lord, I, listen, I told you I'm done with the dating scene. I ain't going to hold you. And buddy is looking kind of, you know, looking like he could be a husband material, low key. He's looking like the list, Lord. 
I ain't going to hold you. So you know what? Instead of putting up all the walls and making this a shutdown situation, if it's really you, I'm going to go ahead and progress in this situation. But I'm this ain't the first time that somebody's been scared about something that you sent their way. Lord, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, this house looks like it's getting ready to be dope. I'm a little afraid because it's a lot of house for a little bit of change okay um so i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna move forward and i'm in faith and because this is not the first time that somebody saw something that was you and was afraid do you see what i'm trying to get to it's the fact that peter was like yo if it's really you tell me to come to you walking on the water bro did you hear what you just said you just said if it's him that you now going to go ahead and start walking on water with him. That don't make no sense. Yeah, but you know what? If it's him, it don't got to make sense. If it's him, then he can say whatever. And whatever he got, it transfers on to me. Peter knew earlier on, whatever Jesus can do, I can do. If he, if he's walking on water, then I'm the heir of the water walker. If he's the airbender, then I'm going to be the airbender with him. And it don't matter what nobody else see. It don't matter what nobody else says. If he confirms that it's him, Lord, if it's you, then tell me to do what you're doing right now. Tell me to do what you're calling me to do right now. Tell me to do the thing that I'm a little bit afraid of, but I know that if you put your razzle on my dazzle, then it's going to sparkle, sir. Tell me to come out on the water and walk with you. But I ain't never seen Peter like this before. Did you? Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. And then here, here come Jesus. Yes, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat. Hmm. And walked on the water toward Jesus. But he climbed to where he can feel. To then walk on something that he, he couldn't feel anymore. But just had to keep his eye on Jesus. He literally went on the side of the boat. Let go of what he knew. And walked toward who he knew. I don't know what's coming. But I know that if God's there then I'm, I'm going to go ahead. I don't know. I can imagine the other 11. What's going to happen when you go out there? You're going to walk out there with your shoes? You just take your sandals off. What if water gets between your toes? Peter, you didn't get no pedicure. It's going to be in bed. Like, uh, you got dust on your feet from when we were walking on the sand. And then he, remember, he just put us on the boat. We didn't even get to freshen up yet. Like, you don't want to um, put, your, put your, uh, your, your garments up a little bit? Like, what if they get wet? Like, imagine the amount of questions that the 11 were probably going to ask him that he didn't have enough time to even prepare for. It's like, listen, at some point you got to realize, I don't know. What's to come, but I know who I'm walking toward. I don't know all the ins and outs, but I know what God told me to do. I don't know what is going to happen, but I know that I confirmed. And God said, go. God said, move. God said, date. God said, marry. God said, apply. God said, yo, you approved. God said, and I know that if I stay in this boat, then I can't get what God said is for me. So, yo, I, I want to check all the boxes and make it make sense, too. But right now, I can't. All I know is that he said, come out on this water with him. Because I asked him if it's him, I want to walk with him. He was like, cool, come on, let's go. And so I'm going. And so I don't know. We're we going to just figure it out together. Y'all watch, but I'm going to walk. Y'all watch, but I'm going to walk. <laughs> Two different W's. You understand that? Mm. That was something right there. But here's the thing. So Peter went on the side of the boat, right, and walked on toward Jesus. Okay, 30. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. 31, Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? Hold on for a minute. <laughs> I, I think that once my toes would have gotten to the water, I would have been like, ooh, <laughs> that's cute. But like with the scare face, like, <laughs> ooh, okay, let me, let me walk a little faster. 
Okay? Because worst case scenario, what I can do is I can hold on to Jesus. Okay, so we're going to walk a little bit faster. Um, Then uh, I think once it probably would have got to my ankle, I would have been like, oh, let me start leaping because maybe walking is no longer effective. So maybe I, speed walking wasn't it? So maybe now start leaping. I think once it would have got a little bit high, I would have started running. But my thing is this. Here's the visual because, you know, I'm that kind of grandbaby. When he saw that walking was no longer effective, why didn't he do something different that would have got him closer to Jesus? And most importantly, why didn't he call out before the quote-unquote sink? Like, I would have loved to know how high did the water get before he decided to say, save me, Lord, because save me looks like, bruh, I got a couple more uh, cupfuls, a little gupful of this chlorine or uh, uh, salt water ocean flow addition before I can actually start speaking. So blah, blah, save me, Lord. Blah, blah, blah. Like, and I'm back in that. Like, how deep into the water were you? Why did you wait last minute to tell him that you needed help? See, that's the thing. That's the thing about us. And it aggravates us because we those kind of grand. But yes, we are. You too, me too, we too. Okay? Listen, he tells you, yo, it's me. Go ahead and walk. And then we think, cool, I'm about to do a God thing in my own strength. I'm going to get out the boat and I'm going to walk toward Jesus because he said to come. So that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to walk toward him in my own strength. You didn't ask him how far to walk. You didn't ask him should what, which way to walk. And as a matter of fact, you didn't acknowledge him the more that you did walk. Maybe if he would have gotten out the boat and said, look, Jesus, I'm doing it. You were right. And started giving thanks the way that the Bible says. Thank God for all he has done. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Like, yo, it's in Philippians for a reason. Okay, Peter didn't have it. But what if you would acknowledge God in your steps? Oh, God, I'm so grateful you allowed me to walk. Lord, you allowed me to walk and get off this boat like this? Jesus, this is awesome. Like, look at this. You see this? This is great. What if you started doing that? But what happens when you do things in your own strength? You start to see your surroundings in your own lens. Like, how come Jesus was so calm in the wind and the waves? Maybe if you would have tapped into the way that Jesus saw it, you probably could have saw something totally different. Yeah, the old boy that you said is ugly, but now he got a new girl, and he she went ahead and put some razzle on his dazzle. She taught him how to dress. She took the glasses down, put a little something on that, and got him to look, and you like, she put some weight on him because she started feeding him. and Buddy look all right now. Oh, but maybe, just perhaps, if you would have asked God, I don't see him. <laughs> the, the way that I see him, he's not attractive. And if you're saying that buddy is mine, then I need you to show me what you see, Lord. I need to see him the way that you see him. And maybe you would have saw something different. How many people go ahead and get the rinky-dick home and then do some demolition DIY Pinterest something or another, and now the house is like, yo, this is dope. Yeah, because when you pulled up, you saw a hut home, ugh, demolition, ugh. And somebody else came, and they saw something that could have been beautiful later. 
and was willing to put the time in or whatever needed to be invested in to make it the beautiful picture that they saw. How are you looking at the thing that God said, I have this for you, but you like, "Mm, I don't see it. You want me to stay at this company so that I can grow and do A, B, and C? But God, like, how am I supposed to stay here comfortably at this salary now? See, that's the problem. You're looking at now. You're not looking down the line where Jesus is at. He's in the steps, but he's also in the end result. And so when you start getting frustrated at the desk and the seat that you're at now, when you start getting frustrated at the fact that you don't have no kids now, that you're not married now, and you keep looking at your now, and you're arguing with now, and Jesus is like, you who over here, because I want you to walk towards your your future. I want you to walk toward me. As a matter of fact, now that I finally got you out the boat of stagnation, I don't want you to continue to bring that mindset with you. If you're going to change your surroundings, I also want to change your lens. Man, listen, <laughs> I promise you before I called you, Holy Spirit, put he put this one liner. He just put a, he didn't even put a hot 16. He put one bar down. He said, you're calling the right number, but you're calling the wrong name. Lord, I'm sinking. I wish Jesus would have looked down and was like, no, you doubting. Now, if you stop doubting, you'll come back up here with me. <laughs> I, I would have tested him. I ain't going to hold you. Lord, I can't, I can't take no more. No, no, no. You're sleepy. Your sleeping habits have been terrible lately. You think you're going to be productive on four to six hours sleep on two hours? You skimming sleep. No, Lord, I just don't feel my best. And I feel like, no, you're not eating right. How, how much, uh, outside food you going to do, ma'am, sir? Huh? How much more of that are you going to do? Yeah, you don't feel good. Is it me, Jesus? Of course you don't. You're not eating good. Like what you thought. But you love a good outside. You like that bill? Then you like whole pace too. Leave me alone. And that's just a paraphrase of what I feel like Jesus be saying to you. So mind your business. Have a nice status between me and the Lord. Do you like, do you feel what the Holy Spirit is cooking? Because I really feel like he's slapping you and I'm getting out the way just to make sure that it's your face and not mine. <laughs> you understand? But this was a real eye-opener. It was, man, you're going to get out the boat, which was the hard part, and you're going to try to do the rest by yourself? And the only time that I see you talk to Jesus again is when you're when you sinking? Yeah, you got the job. You're like, woohoo! thank you, Lord. You prayed about the job. You got the job. And you ain't been praying about nothing else since. But, but let a frustrating or scary situation come along. Now you got something to say. You prayed for a relationship. Now it's getting a little bit rocky. Now you're coming to him crying. Oh, I wish you would have asked me, hey, what does this person have so I can align myself properly so I'm not a victim to what you're trying to go ahead and shape him from? Or you, like, listen, God works on people. Guess what? Drum roll through people. Okay, And in order for you not to be someone's punching bag, you need to know how to pray and stay out the way on certain things. Yeah, God didn't ask you to be uh, Bob the Builder, fix a bear. He didn't ask you to do all that. You want to be fixing friendly so bad. Sit down. Go make a sandwich, okay, and get you a Gatorade, the red one, because it's my favorite. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? We're calling it different. We know who to call on, but we didn't, we never got out the boat to see it different. That's a problem, Houston. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So what's the challenge? 
Like, what do you, como se dice? Like, what do we do? I'm glad you asked, grandbaby. Um, take your, air quote, frustrating situation, uncomfortable situation, whatever the negative emotion is, you know, attached to it, and ask God, am I seeing this wrong? And if so, can you help me see it? Because I don't want to call sinking wrong if it really is. I'm just doubting. I don't want to call something a failure if it truly just is a a part of your will for my life. I don't want to call someone anything else wrong. I don't want to make someone closer to me that shouldn't be. I don't want to push away people that shouldn't be pushed away. Like I literally need you to orchestrate and just get to the bare bottom of the truth and, and have me not wait till it's too late. Peter said he was sinking. Jesus said he was doubting. Those are two different things. Those are two different things. And just maybe he didn't have to sink if he didn't doubt. Maybe if he asked Jesus a question earlier on, Jesus could have got him before the onset of doubting really manifested. Because how far did you walk before the doubt truly kicked in to the point that you needed to be saved? The doubt didn't just kick in and it was, whoop, there you go. Maybe it was little by little, like, I cannot believe I'm doing this. I cannot believe I'm doing this. Bro, I'm not doing this. I'm, and then next thing you know, you up to your waist and water. So I personally pray that God gets to you before you feel like he needs to save you. Mm-hmm. I pray that you get to him, not physically, because you didn't need to get to the end goal. But I pray that you tap into Jesus for the courtness of where you're supposed to be before you feel like it's about to all end, before you lost control, before you can no longer do it in your own strength because you wasn't supposed to do it in your own strength in the first place. But that's between you and the Lord. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, listen, good talk. Um, I feel like you got what you needed. Mm-hmm. Cause you're not gonna keep giving me the side eye. Nope. I I said you got what you needed. Okay. You know what these conversations are? They are life provoking conversations. Conversations that not the average person is gonna have with you. But who your favorite home girl? Listen. I listen. Nobody can't tell me this Bible is not real. The revelation that you can continue to get, continue to get, continue to get in different seasons of your life, like I understand now why it's called the living word. As long as you are living, it's going to give you a brand new word. This thing is breathable. This thing is relatable, and it's not old school nothing. It applies to now and forever. Do you understand me? But I, um, my stomach hurt. Mm-hmm, I'm hungry. And so I'm going to go get something to eat, but we're going to talk later, okay? So I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go so I can feed thyself, okay? (laughs) All right, later. Oh, wait, before you go, uh, let me go ahead and just remind you again that you need to be looking at creativetomultiply.com. Very much created, the number two, multiply.com. Oh, and you know your girl got a Patreon now, right? Mm-hmm. When you go to the website, you'll see all of that. So very much go. Okay. Now I'm going to go ahead and let you let me go. Later.